MPB is the largest global platform to buy, sell and trade used photo and video kit. MPB is the simple, safe and circular way to trade, upgrade and get paid for kit. Find out more at www.mpb.com. Hello and welcome to the AV Forums Movies Podcast for Monday the 20th of February 2023. Tonight I'm joined by Simon Crust. I've seen the future of cinema. Stay tuned to find out what. Wow. That is... That is... That's stopped everything. (laughs) Over to Simon for the next hour. Mark Costello. I have not seen the future of cinema, (laughs) but I wish I had. And Tom Davis. I am the mechanised organism designed only for podcasting. Modop. Modop. (laughs) Very good. Okay, we're going going small for for this podcast. We're talking uh, the latest Marvel creation to roll off the conveyor belt ant-man and the wasp quantumania with with one m um <laughs> uh, we're talking the latest marvel movie on 4k wakanda forever with nice. 1k mm-hmm. uh and yeah. we're gonna talk about kevin feig's plan to keep marvel going for another 80 years can we say feig is that how you say you say feig I mean, is it Feige? Feige? I think I think it's Feige. Uh, yeah, Mark's having Mark's having an attack. Oh, <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, Kevin, I just call him Kev. That's what happens when you mispronounce names, Kev. Yeah. Well, he won't care in eighty years. That's true. Um, so his plans for eighty years of of Marvel movies. And do we care? Well, yeah. Well, we can't say that because we're haters, and we're not allowed to watch Marvel movies if we say that. So, also, also, we are in the pocket of Marvel every time we review one of their movies. Yes, yes. This is this is true. This is you are either a hater or you are being paid by Disney. There is no in between. I like being bought. Uh, and you're so cheap. Did did I say that out loud? I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure that one came through clear. Mark, Mark is going to be telling us completely um, independently of any payoffs what the movie is that we should really all be watching, which is Eight for Silver. Spoilers. Uh, he's going to be telling us a little bit about Woman King in 4K and trying to tell us to watch Picard, which... <laughs> a lot of people are saying um tom will be telling us about ant-man and uh, seeing the praises of lockwood on netflix which i'm just not sure i'm going to watch yet so you have to really sell that one uh simon you're still training for rocky even though it hasn't landed Mm -hmm. but you've actually gone and watched everything that everyone else has covered so yeah well that's probably why you say you've seen the future (laughs) <laughs> mm, um, you'd have to wait and see on that one <laughs> apart from wakanda i'm going to mention a couple of movies no one's going to watch which are great alice darling and empire of light and the final second and final season of carnival row coming like four years after the first not that anyone remembers i'm pronouncing that on carnival row is that all right <laughs> yes mr feig um Competitions, Mark. Give us some competition. I got no winners. I got a bunch of winners, but I'm not going to read them out today. You'll have to wait till next time for the winners. But tell us about the Shocker. actual Shocker. things, things well, you can win. Competitions you can actually win. Uh, Dazzler's Shadow Master on Blu-ray, along with a load of my February top ten discs, including the Gonzo Hippie Sci-Fi: The Final Program, which is gloriously ace. My copy uh, of that came today. I can't wait. You're in for a treat, Tom. You're in for a treat. Uh, as well as the desperately poor Watcher, which I really hope hasn't arrived for you, Tom. Uh, as well as the quite wonderful 1949 chiller, The Queen of Spades, all on glorious 1080p shiny disc. However, if that's not enough P for you, uh, you can also win Disney's Turning Red on UHD Blue. Uh, however, if 1080p is too much P, you can downgrade. And for the retro-minded, you can... Uh, Go back to the glorious days of DVD. Remember that, kids? Uh, yeah. Where you can win the Madame Blanc Mysteries box set, Mystery Road, and the Detectorists. So head oh, over to AV Forums. Uh, I've never heard of it nor seen it. 
but I might, so therefore I might head over to avforums.com forward slash competitions to enter so I can do just that. All competitions are open to eligible AV Forums members resident in the UK. Over to you, Mr. Harlow. Nice. Detectorus is a gloriously funny series. It's brilliant. Oh, very, it's very, is is yeah. that the future of cinema? No, no, that's oh. TV. Oh, that might be the future of cinema, though. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Well, it might. Well, I want to jump right there, but we're going to we're going to talk Ant-Man. I mean, it's the big thing. I mean, my, my kids are itching to go. And I read Tom's review and I was like, you can you can watch it on Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nice. really sorry. You can you can watch it on Disney Plus. I'm I'm good. I I read that. I I know Tom. I'm I'm okay with uh, with watching that. I, at home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you know what I would say? If you if your kids want to go, then take them to the movies. Leave them there. Why don't I take them to the movies to something good? We're watching rewatching the Fast and Furious films just to get in time and ready for X. We're we're rewatching the Mission Impossible films for that. They're not quite ready for John Wick. They're about ten years too young for that. But um, I've got to get them trained for indie. There's plenty of stuff to come out. Not to take him to a, a fine movie, which is coming to Disney Plus in like two months in in IMAX. Yeah, so. it yeah it will. And I um I did not see it in IMAX because I am cheap, I, lazy. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, cheap and lazy both of those things are true but also i i just i don't i might i might be about to spout some heresy yeah, don't say it. you know it's a 10 in imax you know that's all you have to say it would have been a 10 in imax double i just score. i just don't think seeing more of paul rudd's legs and more sky above his head is going to really change my mind about the film as a whole. Like I'm sure his I'm sure his knees are absolutely sublime, but I don't think it's going to change my opinion You've never of lived. the movie. I particularly don't think, I don't think Tom is the future of cinema. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I've heard rumors. I've heard rumors that that it is comparable to a Star Wars prequel sequel and i i did say that um yes visually um it really really reminded me of watching something like attack of the clones because <gasps> barring the first three minutes no maybe it's a bit long maybe it's more like 10 minutes anyway after the descent into the quantum realm happens everything is filmed against a digital backdrop now whether that is um it's not going to be green screen anymore they use they use their big screen now don't they um, yeah they do the yeah. volume volume yeah they yeah um it, but it's it's all that and all the lighting looks mismatched against the background which happens so often it makes it so obvious that they are not really there that the the lighting is just not quite right and it looks artificial and it is just that for like two hours. And I know that two hours these days is quite brisk for a Marvel movie. Casey. <laughs> um, but I, it, it kind of looked a bit sludgy to me, like really murky, lots of like Marvel are a big fan of purple at the moment. Um, so there's lots of purple and gold in there. And um, it just... A lot of the visual style that is in the background of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies and also probably the most recent Thor movies, although they were a bit more colourful, is it is like it's toned down and uh, desaturated and it, it just it, it doesn't pop. It do, it's not like a big colourful comic book movie. It's just artificial looking and a bit dull and a bit dark and dingy and i just didn't really enjoy the experience of looking at it like i didn't believe anybody was where they were supposed to be and it was a huge breaker of the all-important suspension of disbelief mm. um i guess mm. it, if you're gonna if you're gonna watch it um which you know Dozens of people are, I'm sure. 
then it, you can an IMAX, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you know, you may as well. The uh, it how, costs you more money for was, a bit of extra legroom. How was Jonathan uh, oh, Majors? Well, Jonathan Majors, Majors as Kang. Uh, John the, Major, the, the new big bad. How was John Major it? was really good. Yeah. No, I he's good in everything. He's good in everything. Um, he I, looks I, a beast in Creed Three. I have uh, no problem with Jonathan Majors at all. And even though Kang, I'll, I guess I'll just say a little bit about the film, which is that the idea is that um, Scott Lang's daughter has become a quantum physicist during the blip. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, can, I can see that. That's that's how she greeted him at the door. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and she has discovered a way to communicate with the quantum realm, which is like a miniature universe, a subatomic full universe populated with people and buildings and uh, breathable air or something. Um, yeah. And so she communicates with the quantum realm with everyone present. So Hank Pym is there. Janet Van Dyne is there, Hope is there, Scott's there, Cassie's there, and they are all sucked into this communication device and trapped in the quantum realm. Um, and the movie is just them trying to find a way back to the real world, or the normal world, the big world, um, and being thwarted by Hang, the villain who was introduced um, during the Loki. first season of Loki. Um, and at the end of the first season of Loki... Uh, Jonathan Majors was great. He had to essentially do an entire episode of just exposition, and he made it really interesting. <laughs> yeah, and, he did. Um, that was good. Like it was a really badly structured episode, but he he sold it. I think the same is true of um, Quantum Mania. It's just so generic. So it's like screenwriting 101. It really is that the the stakes are introduced. There are uh, obstacles put in the way of the characters, which they get over quite easily <laughs> one at a time um, until things ramp up, until there's a huge fight at the end and everything is resolved and the status quo is restored. And all of that stuff is just... It's okay. Loads of films are like that. You know, you can't you can't complain about your basic three act structure. But at the same time, if I wanted that, there are loads of other superhero movies that have done it better. So if if that's what I want, I, I I'd probably not revisit Quantumania. Um, the only thing that tips over the edge of like, oh no, this bit's good. Really is is Jonathan Majors and his his performance as Kang, who is destined to be the new um marvel universe big bad um he is his his without spoiling because i think it's already been mentioned in loki his various incarnations will continue to pop up throughout this mm. <sighs> phase of of marvel movies well, it's, a, it's a tough thing with these phases isn't it because i, I don't think I don't think that it was ever planned this way for Wakanda to finish the last phase and Quantumania to start this. I think they, they shuffled them around a tiny bit. Uh, I couldn't tell you. There is no clear beginning or end. Uh, there not, is no division. I feel like there there has been a bit of wayward scrambling. Long gone are the it. days when like a phase would end with an Avengers movie. Yes, That's... Yeah. I mean, I, I don't need everything to be endgame. And I do appreciate it takes time to build because that's how they got here in the first place. But I have given, I feel like I've given them a lot, a lot of passes. And, you know, I enjoyed a lot of their semi-standalone stuff. Um, but I can't see, I can't see them stitching it together. I think one of the issues that I've had with the last two, so with this and I guess in a moment we'll talk about Wakanda Forever, is that the previous entries in both of those superhero lineages is that previously um black panther one was an extremely standalone movie ant-man one and two were kind of like 
take a breath after a big event movie and mm. With both of those, like two in a row, they've tried to say, no, this is a big, important one. Pay attention, guys, because the stuff that happens now is really important and it's going to matter later on. And neither of those uh, worlds can carry that. That's not what Ant-Man is for. It's not what he's been for mm. in the past. He's He's been, like, even when he showed up in Civil War, He's there just as a bit of a breather to to diffuse the tension. And they've completely lost that with Quantumania. That's not to say it hasn't got jokes in. There's lots of it that um, is quite funny. And one bit of it that is very funny. One bit. But it, as a whole, it's taken itself way too seriously. And I'm just not here for it. I'm not, I'm not bothered. What I was hoping for was something like Ant-Man or Ant-Man and the Wasp, where I could sit and watch it and forget about it and not care that I'm just forgetting about it. Whereas uh, by the end of Quantumania, I had forgotten some of the stuff that was in the first 30 minutes, and that kind of annoyed me because I was like, oh, no, is that going to be important later? <laughs> it probably is. I was only reminded it happened when a character's uh, when a, an actor's name came up in the credits, and I was like, "Oh yeah, they're in it." Oh what? Oh okay, right. Uh, yeah, I'd forgotten that. It was only ninety minutes ago, but I've already forgotten that. And that's the whole my whole issue with Quantum Mania. Did you even finish Wakanda? Yes, you did. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. It got better. Uh, no. Okay, just not check. really. Just checking. Not really. No. Um. So well, at least they explained the tiny wings thing. I think uh, I I think it might be at the stage now, Kaz, where I'm probably the wrong person to be reviewing anything that is like people enjoy. <laughs> if you can just give me stuff that people hate. You should have done um, the ones that I reviewed then. Yeah. If you give me That's stuff it. that if you give me stuff that people hate and I will say it's great. And yeah. okay. um instead of giving me all the stuff that people okay, you like. Can, so you then... can do Liam Neeson's latest. Okay, that sounds good. And I'll say it's awesome. Yep, just um, say it's awesome. Because I get just a quote for that. It'll be the only quote. So future cinema. There you go. Future cinema. I keep being repeatedly set on fire on the forums just for being right about stuff. It's really <laughs> like. <laughs> well, I saw Empire of Light, which no one in the world wants to see. And. Uh, I mean, I like to go into things fairly fresh. I'd, I'd box this in with a bunch of other movies by directors who just want to celebrate cinema and talk about themselves a bit and get an Oscar. And so I thought this was Sam Mendes's version of Chazelle's Babylon, Spielberg's Fablemans. I thought it was just another one to lump in there. I actually thought it was really good, very intimate character-driven, touching um, drama. Small, low-key, Empire of Light. Low-key? He's in the Marvel Universe! Yeah, I know. I keep bringing it back. We'll, we'll have to save it for Wakanda. <laughs> uh, anyway, so so uh, I'd recommend it. I'm very surprised she didn't get a nomination. Coleman, Olivia Coleman's great in it. She's um, good in everything. It's a, it's a small movie, and it'll... I mean, if you don't know what it's about, then it'll probably take you by surprise. But it's, it's, uh, it's got a lot of, uh, it's got a lot of sensitive dealings with eighties topics like racism and mental illness, mental disorder, and um, it's handled very, very well against the backdrop of, you know, cinema, which is struggling in the 80s so imagine what that's like now but it's nice it was nicely done but no not like the others not like the excess of babylon or the oscaring of fablemans um yeah i really enjoyed it the other one which i'd recommend even more from mary nye bill nye's daughter um is alice darling alice comma darling which is anna kendrick pitch perfect anna kendrick She's great in it. It's uh, another very small movie. No one's going to watch what well, probably no one did watch it, which is why it's coming on digital and I'm recommending it now. It's 89 minutes long. 
three friends get together trying to figure out what's up with Alice. She's um she's a little bit absent, she's a little bit anxious, she's got nervous tics, she's got OCD behavior and um it's nicely played out what's going on every other review i've read it explains exactly what's going on to the point where i went in watching it knowing what was going on and i was a bit disappointed that i couldn't discover it for myself but it's nice and it's very relatable probably most everybody can recognize something about this um in someone they know or something they've been through and uh it's it's very touching and a real career high performance from kendrick i um uh just just to answer a quick question ed paul monger we haven't spoken about the last of us and no we won't be starting over because he turned up late um i saw um anna kendrick do a hot wings interview uh talking about this film and uh they it, it, you talking about it now just reminded me that oh, I've, oh I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that might be worth a watch. So yes, she okay. she has divulged that some of it was personally informed, I believe. Uh, but again, I didn't really go into any <laughs> details about that. But that only makes it a more authentic portrayal, and it is very low key. Whether you describe it as a psychological thriller or a thriller at all. It's just a character-driven drama that people in real life can relate to. So this is this is not the film where you wear VR glasses and Harry Styles feeds you water from a wet rag. I, I don't really think so. Okay, um, that's a different. That's a different it, it, movie. That's another darling. Isn't that's it? a different it's darling. It's nothing it's to do with Blackadder Goes Forth either. Then <laughs> Alice, Alice not either of those. No. Yeah. <laughs> It's funnily a little bit relatable to the other darling, which is why I linked that in the review. But uh, oh, okay. anyway, it's it gets a recommendation. But I think uh, Mark's tr- trumped us all. He's not only come up with what is going to be what was going to be this week's recommended watch, and is the recommended watch for everyone listening, everyone watching. Um, mm. But we've actually all gone out and watched it. That's that's how good Mark's cell that's was. That's the on. power of my yeah. review. It was so good that when I read the review, I thought it was a nine out of ten, and I nearly gave it a nine, even though Mark gave it an eight, which I thought was tied into the fact it says eight for silver. Um, but it is eight for silver. The cursed is it the same it, thing? Before we before we tell it a little bit about it, has anyone actually established? whether they're the same movie or whether there are actual changes between them. I, I, uh, so someone on the forums mentioned that changes were made before it was released in the US as The Cursed and released over here as Eight for Silver. But I can't see anything. I've done some searching. I can't see anything to say that there were any differences hmm. whatsoever between them. But, but I don't know. It's, it was released as the curse. And, and, you, and you did mm-hmm. give it a nine. Why didn't you correct me on that? Be, because I, I was just humoring you. You were humoring me. Oh my god! Yeah, nine. nine to eight for silver. Nine. Um, it was we'll the talk curse. About that score in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always, Simon. Whenever we come in with like That's a nine and a strong recommendation at the end, you come in and you're like, no. Oh it's, my god! Uh, it's it's something about to crap all over this movie because I really liked it. It's no dog soldiers, which is a perfect movie. Which is a Don't perfect forget. ten. At the end, at the end of last year, we were looking for this because it's going to get a 4K release, and it disappeared. It was the cursed 4K was up on Amazon. And it it disappeared. was. And it then was. a PR company say, "Do you want to watch Eight for Silver?" And I'm like, "It sounds terrible." No. And then, and then I look it up, and Eight for Silver's the cursed. I'm like, "Give mm. it, give it to me now." And Mark, Mark watches mm. it, um, and we all, we all get right on that bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you do. Well, most of us. Well, you I, you mentioned it, I don't know, sometime last year on our own yeah. chat and said, yeah. oh, you got to see this. Back to loop. It's, you know, it's got a remake of that. Well, not a remake, but yeah, using, yeah. using the same basic. Well, it I mean, it's a, it's got. And, uh, yeah. and I thought, oh, great. Absolutely. I'm going to get that, get and see that. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, All so right. is this not the future of cinema? So. Mm. <laughs> Uh, so, so very, very quickly then, for those that haven't read the review, it is, it, it is a period gothic chiller that takes the same basic story as Brotherhood of the Wolf of the fable of the infamous beast of Javadon, a 
huge so-called mythical creature that roamed the forests of France in the 19th century, dispatching people with reckless abandon. Uh, however, this film starts in, in, in the trenches of the Somme in 1917. A heroic soldier is brought in for some pretty god-awful wartime surgery mm -hmm. uh and suddenly a silver bullet is mysteriously pulled out of him uh we then flash back 35 years to find the origins of said silver bullet and it's all to do with uh boo hissable british landowners stealing rightful claims to uh huge swathes of the country from the roman gypsies the roman gypsies are dispatched horrifically uh, a curse is then placed on the landowners and from there a series of uh, strange and mysterious <laughs> happen shall we say yeah. uh it's it's thick in the atmosphere it goes for it feels like a sort of natural evolution of the universal horrors through to hammer through to this you know it's obvious it's the mist strewn uh forest you know it's all that classic uh iconography if you like of those chillers but but with a a much more modern and i don't want to say cynical but a world weary edge uh but Very at the heart hard. of it at, 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 the, at the heart of it it's a a quite interesting more grounded uh it, telling of, of the werewolf mythology but it's based much more in the actual folklore as opposed yes. to Hollywood's bastardization of it uh and there's got some really grewy practical effects there's one scene which i think both tom and kaz were messaging us going what's that <laughs> crawling out of that yeah uh, it's pretty of, much it yeah kind of thing uh but i think overall it it managed to strike a it's it, it ticked so many boxes of rich in atmospherics it had some really great special effects the storyline was interesting that the wraparound mystery kept you all the way through and i just think it was a really unexpected treat uh especially in this day of you know very packaged bland safe blumhouse type horrors so uh yes a huge recommendation for me which seemed to have come over well for some of us but maybe not all of us i, I, I mean i just the thing that caught me by it, like Gypsy Curses are played out. I will say that, like, Gypsy Curse, no, this is a stupid plot device. I, okay, it is an old plot device, but it's kind of a gross plot device, and I'm not keen on it. Anyway, aside from that, it was super, like, sincere and uncynical and just uh, comfortable with what it was, which is really, really refreshing. And, um, I think that's something that we'll, if we get around to talking about Lockwood and Co. a bit later, I think that's that's a phrase that will will come back again because it was it was pure. Uh, I don't like it. Yeah, it, it just was, it it was what it was, and it what it was was done with uh, unpretentious. Yes, yeah, it was unpretentious. Thank you, Kaz. You should be a writer. <laughs> <laughs> But Simon didn't like it. Yeah. No, that's not true. No, I thought oh, it was okay. um, a very, very good film. I just think nine out of ten is a bit too high. I mean, it's surely it's an eight point five at the very, very most. <laughs> 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 well, it was, it was, it was, Simon. But you know, I rounded up. Well played. You've been saving. You've been saving that one, Simon. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. You jerk. I really, I, re I really enjoyed it. I mean. I wasn't. I don't think I was expecting it at all. But but. Well, you're not a big horror fan, are you? Kaz? I am not. But when you gave it a nine and talked Brotherhood of the Wolf, I mean, to set expectations, it's not <laughs> Brotherhood of the Wolf. Okay, it's on a limited budget, and it, it does a lot with that limited budget. I think Boyd Boyd Holbrook. Mm. Yeah, it's great. The Corinthian is in it, man. Yeah. He's yeah. really good, and right. his British accent. Could be worse. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's really got, good. He did okay. He did okay in that. I've got a got a lot of time. I mean, he's he's predator guy. Mm. He's the predator. Don't, don't honestly don't tar him with that. One. No, I'm just Come saying. On. You know, he's good in this. Yeah, yeah good. And, and anyway, I enjoyed it, and I can definitely see the Brotherhood of the Wolf vibe in it. Um, in terms of the story and the mood, um, I thought it was, it was well, uh, well done. 
And the, oh, well done is is exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Very atmospheric, very moody. Yeah. Not what you expect. No. Um, and that's really what makes it so good. And there there is definitely what at least one wow scene. Like Yeah. Boy, wow. oh boy. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> okay then. <laughs> Um, it, was, it was good, and and the the evil landowner in it is is um, the guy from the thing. He is. <laughs> that is exactly the reaction I was hoping for. He was. He was. Um, I had to look it up halfway through because it was bugging me. He's the doctor wow. in the first season of the Terror, and um, yeah, he was really good in that too. Uh, that thing I didn't watch. No, you should. Mark, I think you would love the terror. Uh, to be fair, I I I I started it and then you know, you hate good TV. I remember, yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. Apart from Picard, <laughs> well, yes, <laughs> yes. Really briefly, because we don't really have enough time to do it justice. There is an entire podcast worth of topic about changing movie titles. Mm. Yeah, because we we we. we... I mean, there's no rationale that we can find anywhere about why the cursed suddenly became eight for silver. I mean, other than too generic, I guess. It doesn't make sense either. Does people it? people thought silver. it was the Wes Craven cursed werewolf movie. Well, wasn't wasn't the eight for silver the original? Oh, the original. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, no, the original curse inside it. Hmm. Yeah. So, so it was. It, it's a better it title than the bag curse. of eight silver coins. Uh, but I'm guessing they were like, "This sounds too much like a western or something." Let's just let's just call it the cursed. They probably shot, was, but let's just call it like dog soldiers. But then there was there was the the nursery rhyme that was in in the movie as well. The the thing, the magpies thing: one for sorrow, two for joy, three for a yeah, girl, four. There was that. So so I don't really know why it changed, but I I don't know which way round it was first. But the cursed is super generic. I prefer I prefer eight for silver, even though it sounds weird and low budget. And um, like a western. It was it was released like, first know. as the cursed, but it may have been eight for silver all the way up to release. Up to that point, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Strange. Um, but we got a whole bunch of them. We got Welcome to the Jungle and the Rundown, which is for me a curiosity because but those, that's not did. But that's not a that's not a, a pre-release change, is it? That's a that's a Europe US difference. But this isn't is it? a Europe this is a Europe US thing. Is it still the cursed in the US? Yeah, still the cursed in the US. Silver in the UK. Welcome to the Jungle was Dwayne Johnson Welcome to the Jungle in the UK, but it was the rundown in the US. The Americans need a much simpler title to get their heads around. Poor Americans. See big man, he run down the hill. Well, I, I guess it was based on Midnight Run. Woo-hoo, so the rundown kind of makes more sense. And doing it as Welcome to the Jungle becomes super confusing when you get Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, as well as a Van Damme film called Welcome to the Jungle. But uh, How I Spent My Summer Vacation, Get the Gringo? Where do we land on this? I mean, Tom doesn't land anyway because he refuses to watch it, but it is I great. I haven't seen it. It is great. I'm just saying it's great. great either version you watch, but yes, I'm a Who, fan. Who's in it? <laughs> Gibson, it's Gibson. It's, it's now you're all right. It's uh, it's like payback, except in Mexico. Officially payback, yeah, it's payback in Mexico. It's like it's paycheck they, with Ben Affleck. It's as if they didn't get the <laughs> license for him to be the same character he was in Payback, but he is. Mm. But they called it "How I Spent My Summer Vacation Here" and get the Gringo in the U.S. I'm no, I think, was, I think I think it was the other way around, wasn't it? Mm, okay hang on okay while you're you looking it up yourselves I'll, I'm we're, we're gonna try and figure out why tom cruise's all you need is kill manga turned into edge of tomorrow which is super generic and then they went oh this is super generic and we've written live die repeat well, with really big letters on the poster that's, and everyone that's called like, it live die repeat so we're gonna call well, that's- it like a marketing snafu wasn't it that was just like a really good marketing campaign that was better than the title of the movie <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they just went yeah okay well, that's what the movie's well, called that's now what we yeah. planned all along and um, then we'll just put the real title of the movie in small print underneath it oh my god they should have called it all you need is kill no that's i mean no call mm, it all you need is kill it's, it's about yes. 10 times better than edge of tomorrow like yes. roughly rounding it's about the same yes 
same as Edge of Generic. Yeah, it's fine. uh, It it was in this country, the Gibson film was How I Spent My Summer Vacation in the UK. You were right, Kaz. I shall question you. We provincial English don't know what a gringo is. That's why. (laughs) But but we know what a vacation is. (laughs) Oh, yeah, good point. (laughs) It should be a holiday. (laughs) How I spend my summer holiday. Oh, I don't know which way around in Zootopia and Zootropolis. Were we Zootropolis? No, we were Zootopia. We were Zootopia. Of course. Because we know about Utopias, but Wait. we don't know about Metropolises. I actually might be wrong on that one. I Metropoli, can't I, surely. I, sorry, Metropoli. <laughs> yes, Metropoli. Uh, fast Five, Fast and the... I mean, all of these fast things, we can't... It's Fast Five, Fast and Furious Five, or Fast Five, Fast and Furious Five Rio Heist, or just Rio Heist. I think I think the Fast and the Furious ones don't count because no. they're they're all just nonsense and they'll they'll yeah. just blanket market everything so they, they don't care films. what it's called. I yeah, no, I can't they'll, quite they'll, liked it. If they've they... got the word fast and a number in it, that's enough. Like it doesn't ha- matter what you call ha- haven't it. Haven't they trademarked the word fast yet? <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> oh, they should have done. Really, they should have done. Every time someone says fast, we owe them a pound. Live so... free or die hard, or die hard four point I much prefer Live Free or Die Hard. Yeah, that I is do. a great title. Yeah. Yep. Die Hard 4.0 is too generic, man. Yes. Uh, it's about yes. computers, so what a start. <laughs> People a don't know the, the state motto of, uh, is it Massachusetts? Live Free or Die? I mean, Live no Free or Die. No one knows. There we no, go. Nobody knows. No one knows. Sounds so. great. It's, it's the state motto of somewhere in like New Hampshire, Massachusetts, that area anyway. Somewhere. I'm America. sorry, I'm really, yeah. I'm really sorry, Americans. I can't remember. But it's anyway. good. It's a good state motto. You should keep it. It's good. And did well, we get Avengers Assemble because of Sean Connery and Uma Thurman? No, no, no. Oh, we, because of the yeah. TV show. Yeah, yeah. Not, not because oh, of the, the sure. film. Oh, sure. Okay, yeah. Yeah. sure. Yeah. Because of, yeah, because of the Avengers TV, yes. because of the Avengers whatever. Yes. Yeah. Really, is that is that really a thing that would have confused people going to see like the sixth Marvel movie in the MCU or seventh or something? Was the was the Avengers? Uh, when I say the Avengers movie, I mean like is it Ray Fiennes? Is that who's Steed? Yes, the movie. Yes. Yeah, Ray Fiennes, uh, Thurman. Yeah, yeah. I mean that it was quite a long time before. Wasn't it? <laughs> it was quite a long time. Was it bigger in the UK than the US? Maybe nah, I, I, I bombed everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Universally terrible. I'm not really sure. I think I think just dropping the the was I fine. Mean, <laughs> we say it was terrible. I do have a bit of a soft spot for it. <laughs> it's pretty terrible though. It Sean Connery, pretty, Sean Connery yeah. dressed as a teddy bear, didn't he? I seem to remember. Anyway, anyway never mind. Let's. And I'm, that um, wasn't what put Sean Connery off acting for life. Many faces of Nicolas Cage and bearable weight of massive talent. That wasn't a... That was a production. Change. That was no. a production thing. Yeah. They went with that. And uh, my personal favourite is Licence Revoked. Mm. Don't, we don't know what that means. We'll have Licence to Kill instead. Just stick to Kill in there. Let's have just Licence to Kill. It's a good, I mean, one is, is about the story of the actual film because he gets his Licence Revoked. And they do and, say that... In the film, yeah, they say your license is revoked. The other is just like a, a generic thing which Bond has in all of the movies, so and actually has it revoked in this one. So, um, yeah, I, I wasn't on board with that. I thought it was hilarious. It was because test audiences didn't know what revoked meant. Take a guess, <laughs> Simon's Day of the Woman Spot on Your Grave, yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. Uh, that's, it was yeah. Well, it's another one. Day of the woman, that's... because because it was you know the revenge of the woman at the time. So the day of the woman, um, and because it didn't do very well, it was changed by marketing again to, uh, and the the famous ask um, cover, to I spit on your grave, and and remarkably it did better. Whose ass is that, Simon? Demi Moore. That's correct. Is it really? It yes, is. It, well, yeah. supposedly, if you believe yeah. the. Absolutely. I love it. Tom's come in and he's like, yep, spoke Not to right. her the other day. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed in person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I asked her about Bruce Willis and it did not go down well. Man, Man Makes 2 is a funny one, isn't it? <laughs> Too soon for that. <laughs> Sorry. Man, Sorry. Max. Mad Max is because no, apparently no one in America had heard of Mad Max and they wanted to release Mad Max 2 uh, because they thought it would be super popular, and 
they didn't want to call it two because they were worried people wouldn't watch it because they haven't seen one. So they called it Road Warrior. The Road Warrior is the logic behind that one. That's fine. The Road it's Warrior is a good fine. name. It's now known as Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just stuck the two together. Yeah. So, so a lot Fury of... Road could have just been called The Doof Warrior then. That would have been awesome. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> He's I'm the real that. hero of that movie. That's exactly right. <laughs> and and uh, there are a bunch oh, of others. Oh, that, oh. What you Talking about Mad Max has made me feel sad. Why? Because George oh, Miller. Yeah. Sadly, passed away. No, no, it was a different George Miller. <laughs> Did you get caught up with that? I got but utterly I, caught. Do you know what? Oh, you know totally. why I got 100%. caught up with that? Hundred percent. Because in the middle of the night, I get this message on a group chat from someone in the in the movies community right here, Who saying that saying George Miller's died. This is so tragic. Like like George Miller, Mad Max, George Miller. And then by the morning, this message has disappeared. It was a and dream, I'm like, Kaz. I'm it was like, a dream. I'm like, how did this happen? Yeah. <laughs> did did, yeah. did you eat cheese before you went to bed, Kaz? The, no. Are you the issue is your message in the middle of the night. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> you realised it wasn't the same George. Well, the issue is like both of them are Australian. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when the yeah. newsfeed goes, yeah. Australian film director George Miller dies. <laughs> right. Uh, what? Right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They should. Up. They they need to get on the reporting of that because yeah. I was. Cr I mean, it's not not sad. <laughs> oh yes, so, sorry. The family of George T. Miller. Very cool. Yeah, you know he did the Never Ending Story too. I feel. I feel like we're never going to get to Lockwood. Let's oh, do. Let, yeah. out of time. I'm Let's just do saying. TV. TV. Oh, just skip oh, no, straight no, no, to no, no, TV. No, no. I'm going to say about 4K this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't want to get into Marvel again. I'm going to yeah, say. No. I watched Wakanda for the first time uh, on Disney Plus before watching the disc. I, I I love 4K and I still collect all the Marvel movies on disc. But really, Disney Plus loser. I'm IMAX enhancements, <laughs> Dolby Vision, good to go. And now you get it two weeks before it's released on disc. Zavi, you cannot have my money. It's it's just it doesn't make any sense why they're doing it this way but it's gonna be it's gonna be this it's the same thing they've been you know ruining the incentive to buy any physical media for a while now mm -hmm. and now i i'm not even that bothered about going to see them in the cinema it's just disney plus that is going to get the same amount they would have got anyway per month from me plus if you um, watch it on disney plus you can see it in imax no extra charge and you get all those lovely knees and sky. Yes, you get the knees and sky and Dolby the Vision. Knees, so love the knees and sky. Essential to see the all knees and sky. All about the knees and sky. Is, is you know Woman what? King jam, any better man. in 4K? Well, I just, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to. I know we're running out of time. <laughs> I feel like I'm you're, never so. you're never reviewing Marvel again. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Well, just punch him. He's right he, behind he gets, you. Just right, punch just him. Give him all the DC crap. Go on. <laughs> it's, it's, no, no, no. Right. Okay. The I go, coming back to the IMAX thing, we watched the IMAX enhanced Wakanda Forever on Disney Plus, and there is there is um third act action scene. So there's like a big like uh fight, lots of people fighting, and then there's like a a one on one with uh yeah, Namor, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. who everyone calls Namor for no reason. His name's Namor. He says it like more than once. Well, stop calling him Namor. It's like dead naming this guy. Like what the <laughs> like. This is the Western name for him. You was really angry. <laughs> you, Wakanda, African civilization, should know better than anyone else that you need to be pronouncing these anyway. <laughs> I've forgotten what I was talking about. <laughs> Tom, the there, was really, ratio. there was a really little hill and you were about to die on it. That's what you were going to do. But like, <laughs> the one-on-one -on -one combat. The quantum verse. For one-on-one -on -one combat, you've got like the scope ratio, and oh, yeah, then it keeps flipping. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was hilarious. Like, it's kept flipping. Like, it why is why is the one-on-one -on -one fight less yeah, yeah. epic than the? No, it didn't make any sense. It what? Was like who decided it, that? It, it, it was a really stupid idea, 
and it and the way they flipped it because it was quite fast edited between the two it would be like yeah, it was so throw obvious. a punch switch to another throw you know <laughs> jump across the boat you know it was yeah it was it was it was special anyway if that's you... all we've got time for this evening <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i was gonna say if you hate marvel too join our club <laughs> You know what I love? I'm gonna I'm gonna keep watching Marvel forever. But even even my kids are oh. like, uh, how did we get from, you know, the journey of Iron Man to the the fifteen seconds of Ironheart journey? You know, it's mm-hmm. it's looking it, at my fifteen seconds of it. So yeah, right. my I mean, my kids even my kids when they notice the ki- the characters, the new characters aren't as interesting. You know. Anyway, Kaz, I'm glad you asked about the Woman King on 4K. <laughs> yeah, is it good? Great. Okay, so what's coming up? <laughs> Go on, tell us. Uh, no, 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 I mean, interestingly enough, the uh, the Woman King was a the most egregious piece of historical rewriting since uh, Mel Gibson daubed blue crap on his face. Uh, it was a historical cinematic epic and what that means is that in history a long long time ago kids there were some interesting characters uh and then the screenwriters in hollywood decided to just make a completely new random generic <laughs> story that had these historical characters in them you're uh, gonna sell me on this you're not the, really selling me at all i, 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 I mean the, the thing is though you've got to separate the history from the film if you can, Which separate... I can do because i like the patriots well there we go this is your film. No, it's it's an interesting set of characters, some with some fantastic performances. Viola Davis is hogging all the all the columns uh, about it, and she's she's incredibly fierce in it. But there are other uh, exceptional performances in the likes of Lashana Lynch and Sheila Atim. Really, they're my favourite performances in it because they give a bit of heart, they give a bit of humour, they give a bit of humanity to these fascinating historical. Uh, characters it looks brilliant the setting is beautiful the locations are stunning the costumes are great the characters the actresses the actors they're all good it's just bolted around an incredibly generic historical epic story you can measure Mm. the beats by beats by beats who's going to be the 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 uh, plucky sacrifice you 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 know let's have a training montage you know oh it's 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 all it's it's honestly it's almost like this century's rocky four uh with slightly less uh, montages though you're not selling me uh, i'm gonna watch it on streaming it's... right what else is coming up on 4k <laughs> i can watch on streaming uh <laughs> right should, should i quickly run through these then? i mean you 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 liked it though i did like i said it was perfectly entertaining okay but... how about it put it in my terms better or worse than the patriots Better than the Patriots. Better than the Patriots. Well, it is. I and now I don't believe you, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not better than like a slow mo scene between Mel Gibson, Jason Isaacs involving like mallets and and pistols and cannon going off in the background and axes being thrown. And no, I'm I'm good. Emmerich, give me that. So Moving on. There's no hope for you. There isn't. I'm going to go watch it right now. Speaking of hope, there is hope for all you 4K fans out there with some upcoming uh, discs. I'm going to quickly rattle through these. Uh, Criterion have announced their May slate in the States, uh, and they've got a glorious Ridley Scott classic, Thelma and Louise, coming out on the 30th of May. Uh, Obviously, we don't get it. Yeah, obviously. Uh, what but what they're also releasing over there is an Arrow favorite, Saijin Suzuki's Branded to Kill, which is absolutely brilliant. That's getting a 4K release over in the States on the 9th of May. Uh, sticking in the States, Screen Factory uh, finally let slip the details around their upcoming Exorcist 3 4K. Insta buy. Uh, and as sadly expected, it's only the theatrical cut that's getting 4K. Obviously, yeah. the, the Legion cut was kind of an assembly cut and it had VHS quality inserts and stuff like that. And so that's in there, but only in 1080p. But uh, that's better than Arrow's assembly of the Legion cut, isn't it? It's, it's a, a nicer cleanup of it, right? I, I don't know. I haven't read too much into the details of what the differences are. But if, if it is... Then... I, I tentatively want to say that um, Arrow's um legion the the legion cut of x's 3 on on their set i uh, i'm being told to shut shut, shut the heck up because i'm usually <laughs> wrong about these things <laughs> but i think it's only 7 I, I think it's only 7 to, i don't think it's 1080 i think ah, it's only 720 okay. 
more homework <laughs> needed there, right? Yeah. Uh, but also on the same day in the States, that's 28th of March, uh, Shout Factory also releasing Dead Silence on 4K. James Wan's brilliantly naff uh, killer ventriloquist dummy flick, uh, <laughs> which is just awesome. It is awesome, Tom. Just okay. Naked, really. <laughs> I'm not. I'm getting a 4K release. Yeah. I'm not a James Wan guy. <laughs> we, we know. But what you are, though, is a Jean Pierre Junet kind of guy. For sure. There we go. And finally, The City of Lost Children, uh, a Ooh. jewel in Sony's Sony Classics 30th anniversary box set over in the States, is getting a standalone UK 4K release. Oh, lovely. All of those people in the thread who said, how have I not seen this film? I want to see this film. You now can. Uh, unfortunately, there's no release date, but it's up for pre-order from all the usual places. Nice. Uh, and finally, Warner Brothers are starting to split their Uber Massive 100 years celebratory box set because they've announced some individual releases yeah. of some of those films, the likes of The Maltese Falcon, Cool Hand Luke, and Rebel Without a Cause, all in April. So, yeah, some good stuff coming. Yeah. Nice where's, where's the Exorcist, Warner Brothers? Mm. I'm not I'm not paying £300 to see The Exorcist in 4K, all right? I guarantee it will be released in October. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure you can get it for $299.99. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell us about you, you got 15 seconds to tell us about picard picard, well, picard. well well let, let, let's be honest after the last uh podcast we were somewhat castigated for our lack of enthusiasm i think we even and no one wanted to review it not i was like it. who's watching picard and no uh, one wanted to review it uh, with good so, reason I, I gave in, and on Friday morning, in a moment of, well, in 53 moments of madness, I <laughs> sat down and watched Picard, and I had an absolute blast with it. It blew away the dour, dull, messagey, preachy tone of season two. And what we got was, uh, I think, Tom, you put it best, it's a next-generation adventure wrapped up in some oak, some great OG Trek clothes. Uh, that just felt, it felt very much like what Trek used to be. It's, uh, it's got it's got the vibe of the the middle trilogy of Trek movies. So Wrath of Khan to um, Voyage Home. Voyage Home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, mm -hmm. I'd agree with that. It's got, I mean, it's got the costumes from it for one, but just <laughs> the... the Music. The, yeah, and the music <laughs> and the space dock. Space dock. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. It's fine. It, let, let's be honest. As a good as a as a good first episode, it did what it needed to do, which was course correct. It mm -hmm. needed to bring back all those Trek fans who it lost with season two. And I know season two has you know, it's it's fans out there, but season two is <laughs> terrible. It and it's, it's season put, one was terrible. It's all so far. Terrible. It's put Rios in the bin, and it's put um, Alison Pill Girati in the bin, and it's put Elnor in the bin. So, <laughs> so far, so good. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but it's all right because fan favorite Raffi's in there, uh, uh, and she gets taken. Uh, spoilers by um, a, an evil spaceship from Babylon Five. I love oh, no, that that's just, Crusher. I love, that's, I love, I love that just that's turning to turning to the side and going spoilers. Just covers <laughs> it out. It's like sorry, it's probably it. in the trailer, isn't it? Exactly yeah. the same as putting it in brackets and yeah. blanking it out, so you have to physically click on it to see the words. Yeah. Don't listen to this bit, but this <laughs> is what happens. So, <laughs> inter so, so interestingly enough, then Tom, you have seen it, and I believe your exact quote was. It's not as bad as I feared. No, yeah. He <laughs> thought it was uh, better than Nemesis. Which, as we all know with Tom, is the highest of praise. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's... Okay, on par with Nemesis. I, I, think, I think the important thing to remember is that the first episode of the first season of Picard and the first episode of the second season of Picard <laughs> all also made <laughs> big promises and then just slowly pissed them away over, like, 10 episodes, whatever it was. So uh, I'm I'm not holding out. But yeah, it was not it was not awful. So yeah. more intriguingly, Simon, have you seen it? I have, yes. Now this is a turn up for the books. <laughs> I know, because I was done with Star Trek. Absolutely <gasps> done with it. Because it Agreed. was a total 
waste of time. It was awful, absolutely awful. Apart from Strange New Worlds. Well, even that was it was okay. It was a glimmer of light in the darkness. Um, but your review, Costello, your oh. bloody review oh, got me thinking, <laughs> well, maybe I'll give it a go. And I found myself going, this isn't terrible. I could, I could actually quite enjoy this. The characters were you know, a growth from where they were when we left them in 1994 and it was when the series ended. Mm. So, yeah, Excellent. if you ignore all that middle crap that they had, everything from the end of the mm. next gen to now, if you ignore all that, then you've got something, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, this could be... This could so, be wrong. supposedly, they, they've um, they've ejected uh, Kiva Goldsman, not really ejected, but Kiva Goldsman and Alex Kurtzman are not heavily involved with this and they've got a brand Good. new showrunner um, ah. which it looks like maybe it that's sense. the thing maybe yeah, that's it the thing like it. it's uh, it's it's made with love and homage to um trek of old um even though it's still a bit dark can they could turn the bulbs up a little bit couldn't they you know really don't you think i mean is is electricity that expensive in the future that they oh can't turn the light up well, 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 well if it's anywhere going from now Simon, yes <laughs> I can't, cannot believe that we got through the whole Trek review without talking about pump action phases. So, yeah. Carnival Row, for those who have watched it, it disappeared. It came, It was 2019, I think. It got renewed straight away, and then they went into production. COVID struck, got delayed. The Orlando Bloom had a kid, took him a year out of production, and it's come back, and now they've gone, yeah, second season, and that's it, it's done. I have no idea whether it'll turn out to have a complete arc because it's still world building as if it was 2019. Mm -hmm. And um, I like it. I, I have a bit of time for that kind of from I seem to remember liking the first season, but yeah. I can't remember a thing about it now. No, it's just too long for, yeah. a, for a show like this, which didn't doesn't necessarily really sink its teeth into you to disappear and then come back especially when fans of it would have been would have heard it was going to get a second season straight away mm. um anyway i enjoy it it's back and i hope it ends nicely that's kind Hurrah. of the road. tom's uh, going to tell us really quickly about lockwood oh i i will do but um before i, I do just last of us no. since, since we were told to watch it last week or whenever yeah, it was i i mean we can but no. it's good moving on <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but just... is it is it Oh, yes, yes. Um, it's very talking, well acted. Yeah, it's got it a very well set design. It's got a good premise, but it's a bit okay. No, it's got a good character writing as well. Mm, yeah, yeah. There's everything is, good about it, but it's is it, still is it there's everything good about it, but I'm not bothered. It's is it seen, also, there's no nothing new. Is it, the, is it the genre that's killing us though? I mean, sorry to sorry to listeners. We've decided to talk about Last of Us rather than Lockwood. <laughs> they both begin with L. But um, it, it, Last of Us is it the zombie genre that's done? Not Last of Us that's done. But for some people, uh, understandably, after 156 seasons of Walking Dead, I mean, I'm on like season season nine, I think, and I feel like I've been watching it for 40 years. I gave up and years ago on that. Yeah, exactly. So after a lot of Walking Dead, there isn't much new that could possibly be done after 100 hours. Yeah, but we're at, the, we're at the stage now where it feels kind of like the same criticism going, oh, war movie. Haven't we seen war movies before? It's like, but that's a, yeah, that's but a fair point. I mean, we talked about that off air. It's about... just... It's just a genre now. It's just its own genre. And it is possible to do a really good, well-written, interesting take within that genre. And I think that's what Last of Us is. No, I told you, Sam, did you ever play the games? No, I'm, much, I'm watching it purely as a TV show. So, do you know, what? I never played the games. And like you, I've come to it. And I, and it's very good. Mm. but But... We're coming at it on the back of this unanimous wave of critical praise. And I think that is what is stifling it a little bit. Because every episode you're watching go, well, this isn't the greatest thing ever. It's good. It's, it's not it the greatest good. thing ever. It's very good. So, uh, uh, yes, yes, Stuart. 
I the first season of Black Summer was freaking awesome. Uh, the second season wasn't, but the first one was. So yes, I agree with our, our glorious. So I, I am looking for. I've seen the first five episodes of Last of Us, and I am looking forward to seeing the rest of it because um, it's got good characters. Do you feel for them? It, it spends entire episodes building these characters up, and, and it just seems to take a long time to go anywhere. You know, that third episode with um, Ottoman in it, well, that was fabulous. What a fabulous piece of television. Um, not Ottoman, what's his name? Nick Offerman. Nick, Nick Offerman. Offerman, that's it. Yeah. Um, what a fabulous piece of television that was. Just, I mean, to take a whole episode out of that linear story that they're trying to tell, just to tell a bit of two minor characters that I'm told were in the game. Well, and I'm, and I'm to do, and to like, <clears throat> have the courage to do that after a couple of episodes. Absolutely. To be Absolutely. Like, Forget our main characters for a second. Here's an important story to tell. And yeah, it was from, from so one good. line, we're going to see Bill and Frank. Who are Bill and Frank? And then you take an entire episode to explore these characters. And what, how fabulous was it? And what an ending to it. I mean, it's great stuff. But, you know, can it sustain that energy? You know, like I say, it doesn't... I don't know. I'm looking forward to the next one. Put it that way. So, <laughs> so Simon, I'm sorry. I've got to ask. Go on, Don't is, do it. Don't do it. It's over. <laughs> cinema. No, I need to know. Oh, no, we, is... We'll never know. It's no. The... Stay what tuned is... to next week. <laughs> Go on. What is the future of cinema? We're not here next week, Simon. <laughs> Stay tuned for two weeks. <laughs> leave them hanging. I have seen the future of cinema. Oh, my God. We are actually going to leave them hanging. Okay. Lockwood. Watch it on us. Yeah, definitely. Yes. It, oh wow, two two yeses. Yeah, it's so much fun. It's so okay. much fun. It it is um it's adapted from a YA series of novels, which I only found out after I started watching the show, um, but it makes perfect sense. Um, it is um teenagers who are Ghostbusters. The end is great. <laughs> it's on you, Netflix. You watch the tra you watch the trailer for it and it looks exactly as Tom said it. Oh no, like wait, 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 wait. That that makes me think that people think it's like afterlife. It's not like afterlife. <laughs> it's it's good. good. It's not as good as afterlife. <laughs> well, but what it is, it's actually got some really big complex world building going on. Uh, and it's really interesting where the story goes. And plus Nigel Plain is in it, which let's yeah. be honest, oh. is a win for everyone. So it's, I it's, recommend it. Yeah, it's it's the thing that I said way back when earlier in the podcast. It's it's sincere, as Cass says. Mm -hmm. It's unpretentious, and it's without a drop of cynicism. It is. It feels. I don't want to sound like England, but like it's very British, do you know. It, and and it's really nice in that way. It's good. Um, showrun by Joe Cornish, who. Ooh. You know, yeah, yeah. off of Adam and Joe, Adam and Joe, yeah. but also attack the block and yeah, yeah. the kid who would be king, yeah, and it's got yeah. a sim, kind of a similar vibe to I, the kid who would be king. It, it feels very much like kid who would be king. So yeah, yeah, yeah. good. Uh, Two thumbs, thumbs up. Thumbs up for hello tomorrow, Mark. Uh, possibly. It's okay. it, it's got a lot of potential, but and it, it doesn't know. You don't know quite where it's going. What is the series going to be? And that's a little bit off-putting, but a very interesting first episode. Okay, uh, so we we want a review of that, and then uh, in two weeks' time, you've had a review of us, it. Give us an update. I don't had a review. You have. No, I, don't, I don't. Okay, I've had a review. Obviously, yeah. I've had a review. I obviously read them. <laughs> you know what? Them, don't I? Um, explains so much. It does explain so. Much. <laughs> so it's on early access. So subscribe to our Patreon. Is it even on? I'd better go and check. <laughs> anyway, so so uh, I watched Infinity Pool, which I wasn't going to talk about till next week, but it's in the it's in the description. I'm going to say Brandon Cronenberg is the only Cronenberg to be watching right now, unless you go in full retro. Wrong. Uh, Crimes of the um, yeah, Crimes of the Future is great. <laughs> yes, oh. it is good. Yes, I, I'll give I'll give that one. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Other Thanks. than that, Thanks. it feels like Crimes of the Future still could do with learning a lesson from uh, Brandon And I'm a big fan of Denise Cronenberg, so have at it. Yeah, Anyways, all the Cronenbergs are good. Yeah, the guy behind has done in Infinity Pool, which <laughs> is like why there's an Infinity Pool, and he's uh, it's great, and it's mental, and it is very... 
Go on, Kaz. Hold it together, it's mate. Very disconcerting. Everyone's when's it, still when, listening. When's it out? I don't know. In March sometime. I'll review it properly <laughs> when we're closer to the time. I haven't I haven't done anything. It wasn't even supposed to be in this month. We're just mentioning it because accidentally I wrote the words Infinity Pool and stuck a picture of Infinity Pool behind me. Now everyone's got a weight of expectations on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. Coming soon, Infinity Pool. Uh, Tom's going to be doing Cocaine Bear. Oh man, that boy is that going to be a movie that doesn't live up to its title? <laughs> if, if Tom doesn't give that an eight. We yeah. riot, AV for Ma- it. No man, we it's going to be it's going to yeah. be Snakes on a Plane version two. It's going to be just like me. It's it's just a meme. A meme is not fun for two hours. Like the, the marketing for it looks great. Anyway, that that that'll be interesting. Mark will be watching. There's another Scream movie so soon, yeah. but Mark yeah. will be screaming. Uh, I'm gonna give Liam Neeson's latest uh, an, a really ill-advised adaptation of a Raymond Chandler, Philip Marlowe story with Neeson as Marlowe, called Marlowe. I'm gonna definitely give it a five or four. I'm just telling you right now, just to get it out of the way, <laughs> it's coming in with that score. If that changes, you know, you someone, someone has, someone has paid me off. Um, it's been bought by Sky, so you know it's not going to get higher than a five. They only buy things that can only get fives. They score out of five. It's a great strategy. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that. It's it's bad news that it's been bought by Sky, and it's got it's anyway. So I'll be doing that because that's how I roll. And size checking out the Rocky movies in four K finally, and the future of <laughs> cinema will be discussed. Oh, this podcast. Oh, my God. We're oh, just going to do this every time. I oh, swear to God, it better be good. It's gonna... Holograms. It's, it's going to be whatever that Jeremy Clarkson's farm manager version 32, whatever it's called. Jeremy Clarkson's farm sim 23. Yeah, farming simulator 23. For... Yeah, that's it. I'm going to go um, download that now. That sounds good. Do let us know if there's anything we've not covered that you think we should check out. Uh, that is it. That's it for the AV Forums Movies co- Podcast. My thanks to the movies team, Simon. Thanks very much. Good night. Mark. Evening all. And Modop. <laughs> no, that's me. <laughs> You're welcome. If you enjoyed the podcast, please give us a like, like and subscribe to the channel, plus hit the notification bell so you don't miss out when we publish our live streams, product reviews, and more. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook and bookmark avforums.com for the latest news, reviews, and videos. Plus, why not leave us a five-star rating on whatever service you use, if they allow it, but only if you enjoy the show. I'm Cass Harlow. Thank you for watching and listening and all of that stuff. Join us for the next podcast on the 6th of March. Bye.